This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Hour number three of the G-Bag Nation, about to catch up with our guy Brian Baldinger, our Odyssey NFL insider. Always a treat when we get to talk football with Baldy. We've got our top ten coming up on the other side. And Zach Martin, Cowboys All-Pro guard, going to join us 445, 5 o'clock-ish. But right now, without further ado, we are joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger, host of the Odyssey original podcast In the Huddle, with Jason Lock and Four and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Baldy, how are you, sir? Uh, well, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I'm doing fantastic. I'm in a good spot, and life is good, so it's good to be with you guys. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you as well. Now, earlier we were having a conversation uh, because Gronk was kind of taking some shots at Micah for talking about other teams, and I wonder, in your opinion, because I know your affinity for Micah, and, and we, we love him as well, but is he an untouchable type of player? Is there any circumstance in which, if you're a, an owner of a team, you would trade Micah Parsons? Hell no. Never. No, I would, I would lock him up for as long as I could lock him up. I wouldn't let that guy go. You can't, that guy is in maybe a draft every seven, eight, ten years. Um, no, I wouldn't let that guy go. He's the most valuable guy on the team. Agreed. Yeah, I, I tell you, well, we were, it's funny, we were talking because, Baldy, we were thinking about all the things. Could What kind of, if you, okay, just we're play a game with us here, though, what kind of haul could you get for a guy like that? Could you fix yeah, your but, your quarterback situation? Could you fix your tackle situation? Could you fix your linebacker? I guess the linebacker. Yeah, he's the linebacker. You're losing one. But but like, what kind of haul could you get? Is it something that could? Because the Cowboys, the way they currently are right now, what 11, 12 win team, team, right? Good team. They're a good team right now. I mean, they need linebackers. Um, you know, I think that's uh, a, a real sore spot right now. Just looking at the changes they made last week. Sure. Uh, going against the Dolphins. But, I mean, if you ask Bill Parcells in 1983, hey, we got to fix this team. Want to trade LT? He'd, like, look at you like you were, you know, from the loony bin. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's ways to fix your team. But you don't do it at the expense of losing your most valuable commodity. Right. And a guy that can change the game on any given play. And I don't know where the pass rush is without him, to be honest with you. I don't see anybody else getting to the quarterback. Um, he's basically – it's basically a one-man band. I mean – you look around the league and you look at different teams, they got at least two guys, sometimes three, sure. depending where you're looking right now, at guys that can get to the quarterback. But I, I don't see anybody else in Dallas winning one-on-ones right now. Well, Baldy, you mentioned the loss in Miami. What were your thoughts? It seemed like the Cowboys had it's certainly an opportunity to win it. Might have let one get, get away there. I thought it was disappointing, you know, to see Miami go 10 plays, 66 yards, and kick the field goal like that. I mean, they made it look way too easy. And I thought the Cowboys made it easy on them. I didn't think they challenged the receivers near enough. You know, they lost Gilmore for a play. Yeah. Wright came in. He gave them a five-yard – he's 10 yards off the ball. Like, you know, you, you could tell that Tua wasn't in any way going to hold the ball longer than two seconds. Right. So, and when that happens, like, you're not worried about the home run ball at that point. You just, like, challenge every single throw. Like, I mean, I'm not here to second-guess Dan Quinn – you know, I mean, he's obviously, you know, a great coach. But I just thought they should have challenged him a lot more, especially with Kendall Lamb at right tackle. Sure. Some of the guys that are on that line, like I would have challenged them a lot more on that final drive than what they, than what they did. Yeah, Baldy, I, you know, a lot was made about what happened with, you know, when you're watching the tape, the, 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 the shots or the lack of, you felt like that, what was Dak? And you're really good at breaking all this stuff down when it's defensive stuff. Did did they do anything different to him once they kind of figured out, okay, CD's not going to kill us in this game? Did you see anything that caused Dak to pull some pull some balls down? And and, and or was it really the what the lack of the offensive line or 
the confidence it maybe had in the left tackle spot. Yeah, well, I don't think he had much confidence in the left tackle spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, so, I mean, I think that was an issue. Obviously, he got hit early, you know, and, um, you know, and I think he wanted to pull the trigger to CD a couple of times. And, you know, he's busy navigating the pocket and probably not locating him, you know, because he was open uh, a bunch in the game, obviously, you know. Uh, yeah. But I think he wanted to go to him a little bit more than they did. And then, you know, they didn't run the ball particularly well. And it was just disappointing to see Pollard on a pitch, you know, the opening drive. Like, you got to score there. Yeah. That, that, he's, you know, I don't care what back you are. Like, you got to score. And then to see Luke, he just, you know, I don't, I don't know what he was doing. The ball's right in his belly. It's a, it's a good handoff. Like, I don't know if Dak, t- I'm, I'm not listening to the, sh- the shows down there, guys, but yeah. like, I, I, he doesn't even look like he's expecting the ball, you know, yeah. the plays for him. And so, you know, to come away with nothing right there, and I, look, that didn't lose the game for him. They had other opportunities. Um, obviously, CD makes it go, and they, they, you know, they lined him up in the backfield. They ran him on reverses. They got the ball to him, um, especially in that first quarter. It was, and I think they wanted to keep going to him. The, the, the protection issues just, you know, kept showing up, you know, time and time again. Baldy was, do you think there's, with the road woes, they're having a little bit, a, a lack of attention to detail? Is that something that we can point fingers at mm-hmm. a little bit? Uh, you know, like, look, Ty- Tyron was playing at a very high level. This sure. is a big black off. Uh, I thought, honestly, though, I thought uh, Miami's defensive line won that game, you know, won the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And that's disappointing. I don't, is that lack of detail? Is that attention to detail? I don't know. They they didn't they didn't dominate the line of scrimmage the way I think they they're capable of. Sure. Um, to see Sealer and Chubb and Wilkins have the success they had, um, you know, it starts up front, and you know I thought that they lost that battle in that game. Did the blitz? It looked like to me, Baldy, in, in protection you mentioned that they didn't handle the blitz game very well, and and, that, and it seems odd in week sixteen that you would have trouble with blitz pickup things. It, it, mm. it, that's not all left tackle though, right? No, I know, no, I know, no. I know he had a couple of issues, but yeah, he did, but yeah. they, they, they struggled. It seemed like hots were a problem in this game. Well, I'm not sure. Like if teams even believe in hots anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I see these quarterbacks on the blitz that you're talking about. Sure. And you know, you get these weak side blitzes. Okay. It's an overload blitz. All right. What's, what's your side adjust? What's <laughs> yeah. your hot read? I'm watching Philly the other day. Right. And they don't have any answer to it. And then I see the same thing in Dallas, and I'm going, it used to be automatic. Automatic. Like, okay, you, yeah. Automatic, like, okay, this is our answer to your overloads right here. We're, we're going to, like, shut, cut your route off, and here's the throw, and hit the void. And I, I see this league-wide. It's, it feels like it's an epidemic. And if a quarterback, like, it always falls on a quarterback, but if the quarterback doesn't have an answer to your riddle, like, whose fault is that? Right. And I see it around the league right now. Yeah, that's why I asked you the attention to detail question, because to me, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I never played in the NFL, but I was in the NFL long enough to know that when somebody yeah. came weak side, when, and I understand what Steele did. I understand Steele blocks down. He takes first threat, and right. now the quarterback's responsible, and Cooks is looking for the ball. And, I'm, and Dak's right. looking at him like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to throw you the ball here yeah. for five yards? You know, it, it, no, it looks, I'm going to – yeah. It looks obvious to us. Yeah. It looks obvious to us, and that's where it's got to go. Right. You know, I mean, this is – and sometimes, you know, defenses will do that to set a trap. Like, okay, right. trap. we yeah. know you're going to throw it hot, and then we're going to tackle the hot, and you're not going to get the first down. Right. But at least it, it, it saves a negative play. Right. Um, you know, you still got to make the tackle. And there are other options besides just the hot, you know, uh, but it's good to have that option. Right. Um, you know, these situations. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider, with us here in the G Bag Nation. You know, we talk about the offensive line struggle, and clearly, having not having Tyron is huge. The Cowboys seem to have committed. Tyler Smith is a left guard. We're going to leave him at guard because that's a topic we've talked about. If Tyron's not available, should you kick Tyler out to left tackle and then slide maybe a, a TJ Bass in at left guard? Do, do you think that's the smart move? Just leave Tyler at, at left guard, and let him work. Mm, I know they they did this last year with them back and forth. Uh, I I trust. Tyler Smith at left tackle over, yeah. you know, Adoga any day, sure. every day. Um, you know, especially if you're, if these games are so magnified right now that, I mean, I Bass looked, you know, just, he looked fine. You know, when Zach had to come out of the game mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, 
uh, I, I, I want my best five in there, you know, and I, I know Tyler can play out there. I, yes, I know he's probably been guilty of, you know, too many penalties at times and maybe it gets a little too aggressive at times. But, like, I, I feel like he can win out there against Mo- Bradley Chubb is not a great pass rusher. He's got good stats this year mm-hmm. because of breakdowns and stuff. But I, I, I feel like Tyler could line up and handle Tyler Smith. I, I think if Aiden Hutchinson's out there this week or whoever else they might put out there, like I, I, I trust him to win and be able to hold up. Baldy, just some, some thoughts about the Detroit Lions. And, and I know you, you do a great job of studying the entire league, but some thoughts about the Lions, Dan Campbell, what, what they're doing offensively, anything you want to – throw out there about what you kind of feel like the matchup's going to be this weekend. Well, you look at their one-two punch in the run game. You know, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, they're as good as anybody in the league. Yeah, um, Montgomery, like, the reason why Dan signed him is because, like, he watched him when he was in Detroit and Chicago just break one tackle after another. He's very, very physical, and he runs through contact. And then Gibbs is just like this home run hitting ability. That's a great – and their line is as good as anybody's. And so they've had their injuries. Ragnell's been in and out. And, but, you know, you look at Penny Sewell, like I, whoever's got to line up in front of that guy, there's not many people that can move bodies the way he does. Yeah. And then if you look at what Ben Johnson does and the way they get the running game cranked up, they do a lot. And this Sam Laporta is a really good player. They do a lot with their tight ends in the run game. But, but Laporta is a really good receiver. So they've got, they've got flexibility. And then really it comes down to honestly – if Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over, that team's going to score 30 points. Yeah, They're just that good. Uh, but if they turn it over like they did against Green Bay and against Chicago, um, you know, you, you get 10 possessions in a game, you're turning over four times, you're not scoring 30 points. And so that's kind of where it's at right now with them. Jimmy Johnson's going to be inducted into the Ring of Honor at halftime on Saturday against the Lions. I, I believe you were with the Eagles during Jimmy's time with the Cowboys and, and starting that Super Bowl era. Do you have any memories playing against those Jimmy Johnson Cowboys, or have you had any run-ins with Jimmy Johnson post-playing career? I remember uh, in '92, the year the Cowboys won their first Super Bowl with Jimmy. We were uh, we were playing them in Philly on a Monday night. We were both undefeated. I was with the Eagles then. We were both three and zero. We're playing a Monday night game at the Vet, and it's like it's. I mean, the whole city is lit, and it's it's a huge game league wide. And I remember Sean, uh, Jim McMahon was our backup quarterback, and his son's Sean's tenth birthday. Yeah, and he bought him a remote control truck. So Jimmy, all, all Jim McMahon wanted to do was have fun. So he takes the remote control truck down on the field before the game, pregame, and he just. He, he, he guided the truck to attack Jimmy Johnson, who was pacing the field <laughs> down to vet. Like, like you know, the hair is like yeah. frozen, yeah. and the look is just like he's just going up and down. And Jim McMahon's on this bench. We're all down there just cracking up, and it's like a dog. We're sicking a dog at Jimmy Johnson, <laughs> and he doesn't know where it's coming from or who's doing it, and he's kicking it, and it's frustrating him, and we can't be laughing any harder. And then we knocked Stepnowski out of the game Ooh. on an interception, and we just – destroyed them that night and of course they they destroyed us in the playoff game in january when it really counted but i just remember like breaking jimmy johnson's concentration <laughs> down in the field you know and you know this ring of honor it's obviously it's taken way too long um nobody no, no, we still haven't seen a you know a guy turn a franchise around the way jimmy johnson did you know from 89 to you know 95 or 94 whatever it was Baldy, I, I'm going to test you again on your 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 knowledge of the league, which, I, again, I, I think is so impressive. Who do you not want to play right now, the Rams or the Buccaneers? Uh, that's a great question, Coach. I like, honestly, uh, the Rams. Uh, you know, the Rams went to Baltimore. We just saw what Baltimore did to San Francisco. Yeah, the they Rams almost, went yeah, there. Yeah. And they put up 31. They lost in overtime on a punt return for a touchdown. Right. But, I mean, they – the, the riddle that the Ravens matchup zone defense is, it, it didn't fool Matt Stafford in this Rams offense right now. Kyron Williams is as good as any back in this league right now. Um, he leads the league right now in yards per game. Um, and so they, they're, they're cooking right now. The Tampa, like, look, Baker's playing great football. They've won four in a row. But I feel like the Rams are more dangerous. They play San Francisco week 18. Yeah. Um, they – like I think that's going to be a playoff game all by itself. What do you think of that Ravens 49ers matchup with the Ravens just beating down San Francisco? Well, that, you know, this this defense that the Ravens play 
it's a conundrum. You know, they play this matchup zone, um, and it, it's just exactly that. It's zone all 11 eyes. Like, you can run all the pre-snap motions and shifts and formations. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. They, they don't even blink. They got 11 eyes on a quarterback. And then you come into the, their zone. They match you up. They spot drop. And they're, they're so good at it. They don't get fooled. Their safeties are playing deep. You can't get it over their heads. Um, you know, and then they got speed at linebacker to clean up any mess. And then, oh, by the way, they lead the league in sacks. So yeah. they've, they've got everything going for them. Now, they lost, Kyle, they lost Kyle Hamilton, which is a big loss. We'll see how that plays out. Geno Stone has played well in his, uh, at safety this year. So, but they're very well coached. Mike McDonald is he's the defensive genius out there right now. I wouldn't have, I would imagine every team in this league that's looking for a coaching change. Mm-hmm. We always think offense. I would want that defense that the Ravens are playing. Is that the best defense to play against anything that's going in the league right now? I mean, I you talk so. about the match. Like you're, we're all trying to find ways to stop McVeigh and and, yeah. and Shanahan yeah. and all these yep. guys, and you need to find a defense. I think these defensive coordinators are catching up with some of these offensive coaches, though. Well, you know, it's interesting because obviously Miami plays in Baltimore this weekend, and Miami does a lot of the things that the 49ers do. Right. You know, same system. And it'll be interesting to see if Mike McDaniel, you know, this would be a great, you know, study. I don't know if he would reveal it, but after the game, how much did he learn from the 49ers' problems against his defense, and what did he instill or install to try to counter it? And I'm, I'm anxious to kind of watch that game and study that game to see if he, if he gleamed anything from the 49ers' problems. Baldy, my final question again, it's about the Ravens. Is there a more disciplined team on defense? And you mentioned the eyes and on the quarterback. Is there a more no. disciplined defensive team in the league? I, mean, I don't we, think so. Yeah. I mean, like Cleveland is very disciplined, but they're a completely different defense. They're, they're a heavy, strong, man-to-man defense with a really powerful front. So they marry their, their coverage and their, and their pressure. But the way that the Ravens play, you have to be disciplined in your yeah. drops. And when you, you know, like when you match up and where you, where you get to and understanding route combinations and, and everything that they do, I think they, they do a lot in their film study. And, and then how they, you know, even the second interception last week, they had a, a double corner cat blitz on yeah. with the safeties just sitting on the top. And that's when the ball got batted down by Brandon Stevens and Marlon Humphrey intercepted it. But you don't see many double – maybe Kansas City might sure. do a double corner cat like that. But there are a lot of teams that are afraid to do that, you know, against that offense to do that. I'll tell you what, I was impressed with what Jim Swartz has done at Cleveland. I watched Ooh, that yep. tape against San Francisco when he's playing with a robber, like down the yeah. – and, and he's taking away all the crossers and stuff. I'm thinking, man, these son of a guns are brilliant when it comes to well, defending these guys. Well, they, they, they weren't afraid to play those, you know, Debo and Ayuk and them in man coverage. Right. Across the field, a lot of teams are afraid to do that. And then that's where they want to attack. They want to attack the middle of the field. Yeah. And so you rob them of that middle of the field, the quarterback all of a sudden is, you know, is holding on to that ball a sure. little bit longer than he wants to. Yeah. Baldy, I know it's still early in the week, but are you picking the Cowboys to beat the Lions? Uh, I feel like this game is going to be in the 30s. Like, I think both offenses are going to have a lot of success. And yeah. honestly, if the Cowboys, they, they live off turnovers when they're really rolling at home. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it'll be interesting to see if, if they can get Goff to, you know, throw one or two up or put one or two on the carpet. If that happens, then I think the Cowboys can win this game. But if they don't, I think this thing is going to be a lot like last week. Yeah. Who has the ball last? Sure. And can you stop a team from going down the field to go kick the winning field goal or touchdown? You're the best, man. Thank you so much for jumping on with us. Have a happy new year. Enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Enjoy that game Saturday night. I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. There he is. That was our Odyssey NFL insider, Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Baldy, always the best. Love talking to him. Will you just stop with the trading of 11? Come on. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, he shot that down. It wasn't me trading. I was just trying to. Finally, somebody with a brain. I tell you what, I was just trying. Like I say, it's radio conversation. It is just radio conversation. We would never do that. No. Top 10 coming up next. Most binge-worthy shows of all time. As people are at home with the family over the holidays looking for something to watch, we got that top 10 next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. About to get into the Wooly Bully Top 10, 877-881-1053. What's the most binge-worthy series of all time as people are at home for the holidays with the family looking for something to binge watch? We uh, are watching some college football mm. here in the studio. We just had the Military Bowl presented by GoBowling.com. Yeah, Tulane, not very good for them today. No, Tulane finishing 11-3, Virginia Tech with a 41-20 win. Next up, we'll have North Carolina taking on West Virginia in the famous Duke's Mayo Bowl. Hey, where was that last bowl at, that last bowl game? Uh, it was at uh, Annapolis, Maryland. Yes. Navy. They were out there, like the fans were out there playing in the mud. You yeah, see that? Yeah, <laughs> sliding down the hill. Virginia Tech fans are just like photobombing or yeah. video bombing the post-game interview. Man, just yeah. drenched in mud and water. Crazy. Uh, and then, of course, tonight we'll have A&M and Oklahoma State and the uh, – Tax Act, Texas Bowl. That one's going to be at Energy Stadium in I've, Houston. I've been in that bowl game, playing that bowl game in Houston. Very nice, folks. It's a, it's actually a, a, a cool bowl, bowl game to be a part of. Which uh, which school were you with? TCU. Nice. Yeah, that's when I decided I want to go do radio after that bowl game. You said F this? I, I said I'm not working for this. I'm not working uh, for this coach. Patterson. Yeah, I'm not working for on the On the ride home, I just said, I go, that's it. I'm not coming back. I just, I said, I've got to do something else with my life. I'm just not going to, you know. Hey, don't work for people that don't love you. I just, yeah. There's a lot of things going on there. But, uh, no, uh, it's good to see the bowl game season in full swing. Uh, Duke's mayonnaise, by the way. I don't use, I'm sorry, I don't use another mayonnaise. Duke's mayonnaise to me is the best. You put the Duke's mayo, uh, didn't you, in the po' boys you made the other day? I did. I did. I think it's a great mayonnaise to use for Fantastic. Any, anything you have to do. All right, let's uh, go ahead and slide into the Wooly Bully Top 10. All right, Brian. Now, you don't watch a lot of movies, we know, but yeah, TV? I do. TV guy? All right. But, I mean, I, 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 I know there's I've just so many shows. I've been watch, binge watch shows. Binging's the only way to do it. Yeah. And now these damn streaming services, and Lucius, you can attest to this, they're starting to get smart. They don't want you to just, oh, I don't there's like one show. That. I don't like that. It's, I pay a monthly subscription. Go on ahead and give me everything I need. Yes. Just give it. Unveiled, You'll still get your clicks, bro. All 10 episodes at once. I don't need to wait a week. Yeah. Maybe you'll throw out two or three, and then I got to go week to week on this thing. That's why I'm paying for the streaming yeah. services. I want everything at once. I don't want part one coming out, and then I got to wait a month, and here's part two. Oh, wait. They did that to Ted Lasso to us. Every yes, week, every, every week, week was a Ted to, Lasso. Every week you had to watch like, no, Ted Lasso. No, I just wanted yeah. every episode of Ted Lasso. Please, by the way, Ted Lasso is uh, an honorable mention for is one it? of the most binge-worthy shows, and it should be. Ted Lasso was fantastic. Now, I, I think that season one was by far the best, but I liked the last season. I thought it did, did a good too. job of wrapping up. Yeah, I did, too. I think I, I I was I really do appreciate that. Uh, I mean, I thought Ted Lasso was it was all going to be about like being like, like funny and all, but it got serious. It got too. serious. It got it really really serious. It started serious. taking on like real human emotions. Yeah, absolutely did. So uh, Ozark getting some love. I I was I had that on my list. It was, and I remember when you were binging Ozark. We oh were talking gosh. about it. Yeah, it's such I, a good show. I, I I actually got that one done on the way to Saudi Arabia. When I was in the plane for 15 hours. That's a good one to do. Yeah, I did. It was really good. When you landed in Saudi Arabia, were you thinking about like, oh no, well, is it was there a over cartel and back. person? Okay. It was, it was 30 hours of watching Ozark on the it, plane it was funny when as I was, I was laying down in my seat. Because for me, Breaking Bad is, is definitely maybe number one. That was that that was another one. I binge watched that one during a football season. Oh, did uh, you? On, on plane flights, the Cowboy Games. On, the, awesome. on road trips, yeah. But I was working at Chick-fil-A at the time, and, and obviously, you know, it's the chicken restaurant that they're using as a front for the meth. Yes. And I, I, I'm i thinking, I'm, I'm working, and I'm just so invested. Like, when I'm not at work, I'm literally just immersed in the Breaking Bad world, and I'm thinking, man, how many of these people are, like, selling drugs right now? Yeah. Or should, could I use Chick-fil-A as a front? Maybe Chick-fil-A is a front, for all we know. Maybe it is a front. I don't think it is, but no. your mind just starts wandering. You're just living in the world of that show. Where are you going with this one, Lucius? Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Reno nine one one. Okay, because it flows so good. You said bingeable. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's an easy watch. one after another. One after yeah. another. You can watch them all day. Curb your enthusiasm. Oh, okay. Kind of has the same vibe. It's just one after another. It has a plot, so you the story keeps going. Yes. 
You want to see what happens next? And Rescue Me. You ever heard of Rescue Me? I've heard of Rescue Me. FX. Never seen yeah. it. About the firefighters? Yeah. Yeah, that's, it has a good flow. Okay. You, you want to see the next episode after you see the last one, you know? Another one. It's 3 a.m. You're like, come on, I can sit there. Yeah, I'll watch one more. All I you have do to it. do is hear that opening song, you know, the, the music for the opening, it gets you right back. You're like, all right, fine. I'm in, I'm in for another I'm in. hour. Another I'm one. In. Another 48 minutes. We got love uh, for Yellowstone. Entourage. I definitely binge watched Entourage yeah, a couple of times. Fantastic. I, Lost. Family Guy. Oh, South I used Park. to watch the DVDs back in the day, bro. Oh, that is. You pick them up on Tuesday at Best Buy because that's when things dropped yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah, I can't Family Guy's great. Uh, Snowfall got texted in. Snowfall ended well. Yes. Hit, hit a bit of a snag there. Yeah. Like the season before the last one was kind of like, eh, it got clunky. Yeah, what are we doing here? And then it started flowing. But it ended well. Yeah, it absolutely did. Uh, Walking Dead, I ended up quitting on The Walking Dead. I never went there. It just, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't anymore. I Can I throw one, a couple out there? Yeah. I, I, I did, I do like political ones. Yeah. Like, I did West Wing. Yep. I know Tim Collins loves West Wing. West Wing, that's an old guy one right there. And another one was House of Cards. Yeah, House of Cards yeah. I texted in. Okay, and People then love House of Cards. Peaky Blinders was Peaky another Blinders one I did. Mention, and I did it too. Yeah. Peaky Blinders was awesome. Dude. I won't see these shows the first five years they're out. That's probably but, the best way to do it now. But I will figure out to take four weeks and knock them all out mm. is what I will do. So many good ones. The Office getting texted in. Yeah. NCIS, I'm sure that's a good one to binge. Man, they've, they've bounced around. I mean, they've done a lot of different areas of locations now, but the original one with Mark Harmon so good. Was, is really good. Sons of Anarchy, absolutely, 817. I binged that one. I watched that one sitting next to Derek Eagleton at DallasCowboys.com. I didn't have headphones to hear it, but I sat, I could watch it. I couldn't hear it. But I watched every episode with so him. You're so, just like making up in your own mind maybe so what's I, going on. I, I have an idea what's happening. That's great. I, I have an idea, yeah. Uh, Mayans, which of course was the spinoff. Two Sons of Anarchy got Texan eastbound and down. Yeah, yeah. You're going to watch the next <laughs> that's, one. That's good. Uh, Veep. One Piece. Yeah. One Piece I definitely did. Yeah. What was One Piece about? The One Piece is animated. Oh. It's about becoming uh, the King of the Pirates. Finding the One Piece, the one treasure. Oh, okay. You ever seen Narcos? Narcos is Narcos, another one. Narcos is good is call. Yeah, bro. Yeah. They made a spinoff of Narcos too, didn't they? It's good. It's, oh, it's Mexico. It is, is it Narcos oh, Mexico man, or something? It, yeah, Bennett was telling me, I'm like, Dad, Damn. you watched the first one. Why didn't you watch it? I'm like, I. Okay. The, the first one was so, I mean, it was hard. You guys got me into it. I'll, yeah. I'll do it. You never did right. Narcos? I did, but I didn't do the Narcos Mexico. Oh, yeah, I did. That's the best I, one almost. Yeah. I didn't. I need to. Perks and Rec uh, is an honorable mention, as is Criminal Minds and Shameless. Number ten, most criminals mind will blow. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. See, I didn't watch Criminal Minds. Oh, that's maybe tough. I saw like a couple episodes, but it wasn't one where I would. Then the X Files was another one, dude. X Files, yes. X Files, crazy, crazy, strange. Yeah. Number ten, binge-worthy shows of all time: Big Bang Theory. Huh. Number nine is Supernatural. I think that's that damn show, like, if we come in in the morning on TNT, it's just playing. Yeah, when you fall asleep trying to watch the NBA at yes. night, and you wake up in the morning, like, what the hell is this? It's supernatural, yeah. I've never seen an episode. 2.30, like, what the hell? That's about it. Yeah. House with Hugh Laurie, number eight. I didn't watch he's, it. He's, like, he's, it's pretty funny. Not Like a doctor, he will do some weird stuff. But he's always trying to help people. I remember always a, seeing the commercials for it, like, during yeah. the NFL on yeah. Sunday. And they're like, Hugh oh, Laurie is the actor, I yeah, think? Hugh yeah, Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Number seven is The Sopranos, which I did binge yeah, when I was that, sick with COVID. Yeah. I just binged the entire thing. I loved it. Yeah. Number six is Friends. I saw Alec Baldwin doing an interview lately. Apparently, like, Warner Brothers is able to pay for all of their movie flubs and just fails based on the royalties they still get to this day from Friends. You know, I watched... It's still just printing money. I don't think I've ever seen an episode, bro. I, I, really? I, no. I, have to say, I have to admit I was not a Friends person i liked friends like when people want to talk about it as the greatest show of all time disagree i think you know you're overrating it but it's an easy watch i don't think it was better than cheers let see i didn't watch cheers i mean i saw a couple of Lucy, did you ever watch frazier absolutely frazier was good frazier's yeah, brilliant radio guy they yeah brought frazier yeah. back yeah they well, got a new- I, it's not the same vibe no it's not i didn't watch the it, dad so. was the best he always sit around and complain <laughs> i loved it number five is sherlock which was on Netflix, great yeah, show. Benedict never, Cumberbatch, Martin Freeman. Never, that was good. I think you'd like that. Never did that. They were all like, they were basically each season. I think was only about three episodes long, but they're like movies. Wow, they're about an hour and a half an episode. All right. Number four is The Office. Okay. Yeah, yep. you can binge watch that all day. You can. Office those are thirty minute. Those are thirty minute yeah, shows, right? Yeah, the yeah. Office over Friends. Yeah, and it has a rhythm. It's like a laugh every it is. five seconds. It is. There's a rhythm to it. Number three is Breaking Bad. Love that. I really did. It, boy, it's hard on your uh, amazing. Yeah. 
number two Stranger Things. Never finished that joint. What, Breaking Bad? Bad? Yeah, never finished. Oh, you need it, man. It was like I, episode six. I said, all right. Oh. Okay, so the first season. I threw the is, sticks down, bro. I don't blame you, and I've heard a lot of people did this. The first season's a slow burn, and it takes a while. But wow. from season two on, it is just, you're, man, you're going, man. You I'm glad I going. fought through. I'm glad I fought through then. You are going. Yeah. Number two is Stranger Things. Never, not one episode. Last season was pretty good. Number one, Game of Thrones. Never saw an episode. And I did binge Game of Thrones, but we always go back to that last season. They just had to F it up. I feel like the House of Dragons is like doing better than Game of Thrones in a sense, the way it's starting off. Does it sound like the the buzz, though? We're hearing buzz about it. Like Game of Thrones seemed like every week somebody was talking about it. Yeah, we just had a long time. We haven't heard. And and because uh, they couldn't go out and promote like they wanted to during the strikes and whatnot. That's right. So maybe now they can go out and promote. I don't know. I think the new season is going to come out next year. If I didn't watch Game of Thrones, I ain't going for the the House of Dragons. I get it. Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense to you anyway. Yeah. A lot uh, of references. Yeah, probably so. Slow Horses on Apple Plus. We got some people chiming in on I've Twitter. I've heard right that's now. good. Let's yes. check it out, bro. 24. Shout out to Will Chambers. Texting in. No 24. Now I quit that. He got tortured that one time and then, like, broke loose and was, like, beating everybody up. So I, you're I, right. Eventually it started it, it, to become, no. like, okay, we need to stop yeah. this. But yeah. 24 was a great show, and I did love it, as was Prison Break. Without Prison Break, the first season, one of the best episodes or uh, seasons of television you'll ever see. Tony Romo's uh, brother-in-law is in that show, right? Prison is Break? Is he? And he's all in The Boys yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. in The Boys yeah. now. Oh, holy yeah. crap, you're right. Yeah, yeah, man. Yes, what is it? Uh... Candace Crawford. Shit, Chase brother? Crawford or yeah. something like that? Yeah, Chase. Chase. Yeah. Chase yeah. yeah, he's uh, the Gill dude. Yeah. He got yeah. busted smoking weed over there. The deep. Same place. <laughs> he's hilarious in the boys, Cowboys, bro. Did. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot all about him. Yeah. They were all hanging out. All right, let's go. We're standing by for Zach Martin. It's possible he jumps on at 445-ish. Yeah. Most likely 5 o'clock. But we'll talk a little baseball around the bases. Best fastball in the Rangers. Latest signings in free agency. And this make or break stat. That's next on the fam. Thank you, Lucia. Standing by for Cowboys All-Pro guard Zach Martin, who could join us at any moment. Uh, but can't wait to catch up with Zach. We did get the injury report, and he did not practice today. I think that was, and we'll ask him, I think that yeah. was probably just scheduled, you know, veteran day off. Tyron Smith. I hope. Hopefully. Tyron Smith did not practice either with the back. Matt Walletsko with that shoulder is back and a full participant in practice. Uh, limited was Chume Adoga with a toe injury, but did see pictures as well of Stephon Gilmore, who isn't even on the injury report after he got banged up at the end of the Miami game. He was out there at practice, so that's great news. Uh, Jonathan Hankins did not practice with that knee ankle. You know, I know Mike McCarthy's been asked about him and Tyron. Hopeful really was the word that they used. I know Hank talked about being a Detroit guy last week, and he'd like to try and get back for this game, but, I mean, you, you, you gave a good reasoning earlier as to why it's, it's, it's probably really, unlikely. Yeah, it's it's really difficult, and they just want to make sure with uh, a lineman that has the weight. You know, he's a 320, 325-pound guy, Hank, and he's, uh, you know, you want to make sure that he's not a limited, you know, he needs to anchor down, and, and you know, he needs to have both of his feet, the base under him, and, you know, if you're a one-legged football player trying to do the job that he does – and have some lateral agility to you, you, you know, you can't, you can't be, you know, just kind of go in there and say, oh, okay, it's 75%, let's go, kind of a thing. And uh, they're going to try, and it's, it's a little bit more of a difficult thing, high ankle, man with a lot of weight, and uh, trying to kind of get him back. That's what they're dealing with right now. They're, they're making some progress, but they want to absolutely make sure that, that he's able to protect himself and not be a one-legged football player. Rangers have not done a ton in free agency as we are your home of the World Series champion Texas Rangers. They did add three players on minor league contracts last week. Most notably was the righty relief pitcher Diego Castillo, which is a name that might be familiar because he was a Seattle Mariner for three years. But he's 29. He's got six seasons of major league experience. Debuted with the Rays back in 2018. He's appeared in 258 games, recording a 3-2-2 ERA, 35 saves, and he's had three trips to the postseason, two years with Tampa Bay, uh, two years ago, of course, with the Mariners as well. And in the postseason, he's been really good in 18 and a third innings. He's got a sub-one ERA. So that's a guy who really struggled a year ago with Seattle. But, uh, you know, you, you sign him to a minor league deal, maybe he comes in similar to Will Smith. Can he catch lightning yeah. in a bottle type yeah. of deal here? You know, I hey, at this time of year, you know, when you're trying to kind of fill in some pieces, 
you know, maybe you see something in a player, maybe a workout's like, man, okay, kind of felt like this guy was, they put him in a box. He's this kind of pitcher. But then maybe you go work him out or, you know, your scouts go see him throw and, and the next thing you know, you're like thinking, wait a minute, he kind of fits to what we're trying to do here. Uh, you know, and, and, and you're always looking for inexpensive options that could provide meaningful innings during the season. You're, you're not guaranteed anything, you know, making the big club or anything, sure. but you come in in camp, you pitch pretty well, and, you know, next thing you know, you find yourself as that guy that's, you know, made the roster as they as they leave uh, Arizona. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a no risk situation, and yeah. maybe Diego Castillo comes in, he's able to channel his, you know, he's a veteran pitcher, form, boom, yeah. comes yeah. in and yeah. is able to give you some productive innings. Martin Maldonado has reportedly agreed on a one year deal with an option for 2025 with the White Sox, according to John Heyman, former uh, Houston Astro, of course. He's been with them since 2019, was a part of their World Series team in 2022. So the Rangers won't have to deal with Martin Maldonado, who just seemed like, even when he was struggling, he would crush the Rangers as a member of the Houston Astros. It was very, very frustrating. Kevin Kiermeyer is nearing a deal to re-sign with the Blue Jays on a uh, $10.5 million contract, according to Ben Nicholson-Smith of Sportsnet, who covers the Jays there in Toronto. So his first 11 years were with the Rays, longtime Toronto Ray. Now uh, going back and re-signing with the Blue Jays. And the latest rumor, Josh Hader, who was a name that we had talked about, maybe the Rangers would have interest in. I think his price tag is just way too high. Mm -hmm. But the Dodgers are now interested in Josh Hader, who was acquired, of course, by the Padres from the Brewers in a trade in 2022. Uh, He tied for eighth in the majors with 33 saves, finished with a 1-2-8 ERA. He's fantastic, does come with a little bit of baggage, and a lot of teams, uh, of course, might have been, hey, we're not interested in you anymore because you kind of quit on your team last year during the season. Yeah, the one uh, that uh, I keep thinking about is please let the Montgomery one just continue to drag. You know, let's you know, let's nobody step up with a big offer. Maybe you find a way to kind of like, hey, uh, any anybody uh, anybody kind of got your fancy there? You know, oh, no, just kind of waiting. Okay. We're here if you need us. Is you said this, <laughs> and you've got MLB.com, and it's like, guys, can you please not do this? But they are just putting out articles of why Jordan Montgomery I know. is the best pitcher on the I know. market. I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. So just be quiet, guys. Just keep Jordan Montgomery's name out of your mouth. All right, yeah. and then we'll move forward. Okay, it's time now for the Zach Martin Show, brought to you by Dr Pepper, an official soft drink of the Dallas Cowboys, the one fans deserve, and of course, brought to you by Ford, your Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. Uh, we'll get to Zach Martin here in just a moment as he's getting ready in the Cowboys podcast studio to jump on with us. And uh, we'll talk with Zach, your all-pro guard, find out what's going on, you know, with the health, what's going on with the Dolphins uh, matchup last week. And here he is. Zach, Zach, how you feeling, man? I mean, I know you didn't practice today. Some fans get worried about that. Was this just a typical veteran day off? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, kind of schedule I've been on for the last, I don't know, <clears throat> month or so. So just uh, taking care of the body, getting ready to go Sunday. Okay, I'm going to vote for you for all pro blocking without your helmet guy. <laughs> that that I, I'm thinking like, okay, Zach Martin, probably at Notre Dame 1929 <laughs> yes. at a game against uh, maybe, maybe Purdue. No helmet, no helmet, but keeping the block going. And then afterwards, you kind of look at uh, the official like, bro, I'm playing without a helmet. Uh, can you see this? You know, is Wilkins, it normal? Wilkins has got my helmet in his hand over there. Uh, you know, what, what what's going on here? I know. I think he told me, he said, oh, I didn't see it. I'll look for it next play. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> How'd you miss that? <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, like, but Wilkins got his helmet off, knocked off, too, in that game. He got his did helmet. He? Yeah, he did, too. And it's funny, Zach, on the, like, he was running to go make the play. He picked his helmet up and put it on as he was running <laughs> to go get the play. So, but I, I was wondering, what's it like blocking NF, uh, NFL defensive lineman without your helmet in the middle of the game? I was just hoping I didn't get like a like a game coming my way where I could get picked on the side of the header or anything like that. Luckily, oh, they'll do that. Yeah, luckily yeah, Dak the, got the ball out. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was all good. Well, you gave us a great scouting report and breakdown of that defensive line at Miami. It seemed like just an absolute battle all afternoon. Result certainly not what you and, and Cowboy fans wanted. But what was the? What were some of the talking points that you were able to go back and learn from the tape afterwards? Yeah, I think, you know, I think we, um, you know, we kind of had some uncharacteristic mental mistakes, which is, um, you know, we got to clean up, obviously, in critical situations. And then, 
but I was proud, you know, of our guys. That last drive, it was an 18-play drive. Got yeah. down there, got a score, um, gave us a chance. But um, got to clean up just the um, – you know, these guys are so good across the line of scrimmage. We, we You can't give them, you know, free shots or, 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 or free goes. So – um, we just got to do a little bit better job of, of communicating on the road, and that's something we've talked about, and we just got to keep getting better at it. Yeah, Zach, you know, you, you mentioned the communication aspects and stuff like that, though. Is it a little bit – and I know you guys all practice together and stuff, and you've probably seen some of these looks that you're going to get, but was it just like it? sometimes it's just the heat of the moment and you lock up and, and you're like, oh, you miss a blitzer or you miss a twist or – is that kind of yeah, what yeah. happens? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, sometimes everyone's kind of searching for the answer on why things happen. And, yeah. you know, it's not the answer people are probably looking for. But sometimes just like you just said, kind of in the heat of it and you get locked up and you lose sight of maybe, a, a, you know, another responsibility. And it's, um, you know, it's it's part of the game, right? Like we want to we want to make sure we have none of those. But, right. um, you know, unfortunately, they do come up from time to time and it's all about bouncing back and getting to that next play. Does that spoil the uh, the holiday at all on Christmas Day? I mean, it definitely would have been better after when. I'm not going to lie. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we did get that Christmas Day to kind of hang out with the fam. And, you know, like we talked about last week a little bit, I got a five and a three-year-old, so yeah. they were pretty jacked up. So um, put things in perspective. Who is more excited, you or them? Uh, my son, definitely. He was he was up. Really? We got we got back about, I think I got walked in around midnight. There you go. And he was up about 645, ready to rock. That's not bad getting on an East Coast trip, getting back at that time, right? No, it's really not. Because no, you've rolled the door bad. like at 440 before a couple oh, yeah. times, those, right? Those division, those division night games, oh, those are, you're getting back at 4 or 5 in the morning. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are quick turnarounds. Okay, you got the Lions this week. They're, you know, they're playing pretty darn good football right now, though. Uh, talk about the front a little bit, maybe what you expect. Uh, you know, from, i got to look at their tape tonight because I do scan report tomorrow. I'm so I'm going to let you tell everybody exactly what you've seen in the Lions rather right now. Help you, yeah. We'd rather hear from you than the the, the former <laughs> scout guy. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, they jump off the tape right with their their physicality and their uh, you know how they run to the football. So um, you know that's the first thing when you turn it on, and then you know again they got they got a uh, you know Hutchinson's had a great year. Yeah. Um, you know, got a lot of respect for him. He kind of reminds me of like a young uh, Crosby ish mm. how he plays, just the motor and how he goes about it um and then you know their their interior guys are big thick physical they got a great rotation you know we've talked about in that in the past how you know teams are loaded up on d linemen and they they just kind of rotate them in so everyone ke- keeps fresh and then obviously you got uh i really like anzalone their their linebacker yeah, 34 he is good he's a good player he, he sure he, is. he flies around makes plays and then obviously they got the the uh the the rookie linebacker they drafted uh who's like a he almost looks like a throwback linebacker on tape. He's big, he's like six four, two fifty, um, big, strong, takes on blockers. Yeah. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a great game for great game for us. It's gonna be a good good matchup, and um, you know they they uh, you know they do a nice job of stopping the run. So I know um, you know I try to establish that, and and then uh, you know get the ball in our perimeter and playmakers' hands. Yeah, he's got that throwback name too, Jack Campbell. Yeah, he's he an Iowa guy. Iowa. Yeah, yeah, the Iowa yeah. guy. That's right. His yeah. nose will probably be bleeding during the game. <laughs> <laughs> is Anceloni the one with all the hair? Yeah, yeah the blonde Anceloni's, hair. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was going to ask you, when you play against a guy like that, are you ever jealous? Because I'm a bald guy myself, <laughs> and I, I'm kind of like, and you got a good cut to your hair. Because, again, when your helmet got knocked off, we got to see your face. <laughs> you know, but the, what about like guys like that? The, like the, the long-haired player? I'm always kind of like, man, I wish I could have. Well, you, you know, like I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this before. I, I, I rocked the long hair in college there for a couple of years. So, oh, uh, did you really? Yeah, so I, I – I, uh, Ever I've to the point – well, Notre Dame doesn't have j- names on the back of their jerseys. No, so, no. So I never could – never the Martin part would have never gotten covered up. No, right? no, but uh, – no, like Anzalone's is long. Like you, Oh, it's you, crazy he's, long. Uh, yeah. You're not going to miss him on the field. You can see it. Yeah. Okay, well, talking Notre Dame, and we're watching these bowl games, and I remember watching that pinstripe bowl. I think that was your final year at Notre Dame, and yep. you won the bleepin' MVP award. I don't know when I've ever seen a lineman get the MVP. What was that experience like, and, and were you surprised that you got an MVP? Well, we were la- – uh, yeah, I was. We were laughing with my buddies because we had <laughs> our uh, our quarterback, who's a good friend of mine. We were roommates in college, and he, he, had, he had a good amount of passing yards but no touchdowns, and then our running back had, like, 
not a lot of yards, but a couple touchdowns. And they're like, ah, oh, well, this yeah. guy's draft stock's the highest. Let's give him the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> well, is this is this one of those pinstripe? Is it the pinstripe? Yeah, the pinstripe bowl. bowl. So okay, is that was that a new era game? Yeah, new, new era. era pinstripe. Okay, yep. did, so did, okay, tell us about the goodie bag. Oh, then, yes. what the good like when when you get a sponsor like that, like uh, like Duke's mayonnaise. We're watching that game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're like today, I would appreciate some Duke's mayonnaise. But back when I was a He's uh, college player. I don't think Duke's mayonnaise would have done anything. What did you get on your goodie bag from uh, the new the new era? People the new there? era. I mean, obviously we got a, like, a bunch of hats and and gear like that. I think we may have got a PlayStation for that one. Oh, oh badass! Um, so that was pretty good. Yeah, that was. Uh, I think we got like a PlayStation. And then funny story about uh, that that um, um, my MVP trophy from that game. <laughs> uh, like that summer. Is it we next all... to the Heisman? Is it next to no, Paul no, Horning's no, Heisman? I'll tell you, I'll Notre tell you Dame. Where it, I'll tell you where it's at. I had it. Uh, I was traveling back to India, and I stopped oh, at no. my. Uh, we used to always go to my brother-in-law's lake house yeah. uh, in college. We'd all yeah. go up to the lake and hang out, and we were on the boat one night, and the trophy found its way on the boat, and <laughs> you know, someone ocean. slipped, fell in the water. So it's at the bottom of Lake Gage in, in Angola, Indiana. Oh man! I was, I was thinking you were going to say. That you stopped off at a gas station oh. and you traded the trophy for a case of beer. <laughs> yeah, that would have been like, that would have been better. That that like, been, yeah. like like hey, uh, like a, hey, we need a case of a case of Miller Lite here, you know, and we'll give you the trophy for the Miller Lite if you would do that. Oh man, that right. is. That's All right, hilarious. I'm gonna I'm gonna also predict something from Zach. He got a goodie bag. I guarantee he regifted it to his family Did for you? gifts. Oh, I'm calling. I'm calling. Dad got the sweatshirt. Oh, 100 percent. Mom got like the long T-shirt. Probably. Zach, you kept the PlayStation. Yeah, I kept the PlayStation, but I still do that. Like whenever we get like swag bags from you know oh, different stuff, we do. I have a closet sure. in my house, and it's like, hey, someone need a gift? Go to the swag closet and grab something. That's awesome. Yeah. Swag well, closet. Speaking of trading the tro- the MVP trophy for a case of beer, I wish he did. I wish that was the story. Yeah, that is that's awesome. But we do have New Year's coming or food up. for burgers, yeah, yeah. like a sack of burgers yeah. would have been even better. Were you just going hard at Notre Dame for New Year's? Any debauchery that went on with Zach Martin in the heyday? Yeah, I mean, New well, let's see. New Year's was, uh, I think we were normally home for yeah. New Year's. Besides the year we played uh, played Alabama there in the national championship, we, yeah. we probably would have been home, so I probably would have been back in Indy. Nice. Yeah, but yeah, New Year's is always, uh, I don't, I'm boring now. I don't really do nothing, nothing for New Year's now, but yeah, used to. No, no, like they'd say, yeah, the the used to part of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The used to part of it, yeah. When you, The friends always drag you into the used to it's part of it. It's probably going to be my yeah. last year. Yeah, and then I'll have the baby girl next year this time. So. Hey, is it is it good to be back at home after a couple of road games? I mean, I, I know that's a stupid question. No, but no, I it I'd is. Ask it anyway. I mean, it's a little. Um, okay, you're acknowledging it was a stupid question. I appreciate that. No, right? <laughs> no it's good to be back at home. I mean, it's a little frustrating, right? Because we kind of got this road, yeah. um, road game on our back. We all need to deal, shut so up I'd, about that, don't we? You know, Media. I'd like, uh, and, uh, you know, another opportunity, obviously, next week um, to go back on the road. But um, yeah, it'd be great, great to be back at home. Our fans have been outstanding this year. Um, Obviously, we got something going at home, so we're looking to, to continue that and, and, and get after it. Well, Jimmy Johnson going to be inducted into the Ring of Honor at halftime. I know that's something you're probably not going to be paying a ton of attention to, but you know, I was wondering how much, when it comes to the history of the Cowboys, do you guys kind of talk about? I don't know if that's even something that's brought up this week leading into it, but maybe if it goes back to training camp throughout the season, just kind of remembering the history of this organization. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I didn't grow up a Cowboys fan, so I, I mean, I knew. Obviously, they were great in the 90s, but didn't really follow um, the Cowboys growing up. But obviously, when you come here, um, you know, we, we do a great job with our, our former players, and those yeah. guys are around quite a bit. So to interact with those guys and kind of, um, you know, whether it be training camp, offseason, during the season, popping in. And, um, you know, it, it's cool to kind of talk to them and, and, uh, and hear some old stories uh, for sure. So, like, you know, with the, with the facility that you live at, though, they're at the Star there's so much like history and pictures oh, yeah. and all that. I can't wait to see the Zach Martin mural. Okay, <laughs> yes. maybe we could put it next to the Helmanless Jason Garrett. Oh, Jason photo. Witten. Jason one. Witten. That, yeah, the Witten one. one. So I mean, like that, when that you're going in, yeah, when you go, it's amazing. You walk in, you're like going, "Damn, that's a big picture." Yeah. You know, and you what? I, I wondered, would you would like? Uh, would you be one of those guys though, Zach? When it's all said and done, to come back, or are you like kind of like you know what, man? I. I did my I I I'm I did my part here. I, this was a great run for me. I I know we're 
talking about things in the future here, but would you be one of those guys that go back, come back, and uh, visit I think, stuff? I think I'll come back from time to time and, and see a game, but, um, you know, I, I plan on moving back up north, so I, I mean, I'm not going to appreciate. Around. I kind of appreciate what, what, Frederick's, uh, what Travis has done. Yeah, yeah, he comes I kinda, in for a game a year. Yeah, see, I kind of the boys, and then yeah, I kind of like the like he's kind of like him, Doug Free, in and out. those yeah. guys. You kind of don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm still bitter at Doug Free's wife. She killed me in beer pong one time. <laughs> oh, did she? Have you? Ever, okay, Zach. I'm, I know it's probably not asking a bad question, but she he, she's got such reach. <laughs> she was like literally like her. She was at the table. Are we cheating? Oh. Sounds like you're calling out an elbow rule here. Yeah, she, that's her elbow getting a little. Let me tell you, couple of let Zach's me, on the same let page. Me, <laughs> let me tell you what, though, Zach. I, I'm going to be real honest with you, though. Doug was her partner, and I really didn't want to <laughs> yeah. piss him off. So like, he probably had a big dip in. Oh, he know, he was he had that he had that look at me like you know. But she could completely reach across the table <laughs> and drop that thing in the cups. And I felt like at that just point. Bullied you. Oh, freeze, she bullied me. Bullied oh, you. yeah. She, the freeze just, they, they, like at the end of it, I just threw both hands up, drank my uh, beers, and then moved on. And like, but the freeze were like, next. And we're all, I, I, <laughs> awesome. I, I, my scouting report is don't go play this game with the free yeah. <laughs> because Mrs. Free will like dominate you with the with the tosses. Oh man, that's, that's fantastic! Great. I do want uh, when we get the Zach Martin mural there. We, we need yeah, I want, a, I'm pushing for this. We, we need a video though of the gyrating in the game winning huddle. You know? That, oh yeah, that's what it's all about. That yeah, I still get that. Cl- they one of my buddies like turned that into like a gif. I don't. I guess you can turn <laughs> something into a gif. So whenever we have a big win, that's like first text in our group text. I get. I, I look after the game, and there's. Me in the huddle, gyrating. Yes, let's go. Well, hey, go get another one this <laughs> yeah, Saturday night, buddy. We're going to be pulling for you, and we always we always appreciate you giving us some time, man. You're fantastic. Awesome, man. I appreciate y'all. There you go. Zach Martin, your all-pro guard uh, of the Dallas Cowboys, future Hall of Famer and future gyrating mural here yeah. on 105.3 The Fan. That would be awesome. Really appreciate him joining us. All right, uh, we'll get try and get back on clock, get things going here as we'll talk a little bit more headlines, get your reset on everything that happened, then we'll roll into the expressway. That's next on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 